0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. dot com slash forever 35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash forever 35
0: Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrier. And
1: I'm Kate Spencer.
0: And we are not experts. Nope, but we are two friends who do like to talk a lot about serums. We do. And if you want links to all the serums and other things that we talk about, you may visit our website, forever35podcast.com. For all those links to everything we mentioned on the show, you can follow us on Twitter at forever35pod and on Instagram at forever35podcast. And you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. And we do also have a subreddit for those of you who may want to get the heck off Facebook, which, I mean, frankly, don't we all?
1: We're all headed that way, right? We
0: are. It's at reddit.com slash r slash forever35.
1: Now, look, we live for our voicemails, texts, and emails from you. So here's how you can reach out to us. 781-591-0390. That is our voicemail number, which you can also text, message, and I will do my best to reply. Our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And we deeply, greatly, immensely appreciate any review I would say any positive review, you leave us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show and we are so grateful for that. So thank you for that.
0: Look, we respect your right to leave a negative review. It is okay
1: if you don't like us.
0: But do we appreciate it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we welcome all feedback. We do. We do.
1: And you know what? I will say... I feel like we have a really great relationship with our listeners where they really check us on stuff and give us really helpful feedback on things. Totally, It's really, um, it's like a a very amazing relationship that we have with you. So thank you for that. Thank you for like taking the time to like call us on stuff or check in about stuff or even just like write and say hi. That's really nice. So thanks.
0: Basically, we're lonely. We'll take anything. (laughs) (laughs) We are. We're so lonely.
1: Just call us, okay? <laughs> Please. Look, <laughs> we need we need human contact. We need we anything. <sighs> oh my god, do we ever though, Dory? I mean, I mean, this is a hard time, and it's not to say that we haven't had human con- I think some list- I think we've oftentimes made it sound like we've just like sealed ourselves in bunkers. Yeah, which we have not. We have human contact, but I think this is a lonely time for everybody whether or not you are you know working directly with people or whether you may be you know uh more isolated it freaking sucks
0: it 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 sucks really does it just sucks that's all there is to it the end like we knew we knew that the holiday time was going to feel shitty and suck and in fact it's feeling shitty and it sucks
1: it really it is and um we like we just we see you because we're feeling it too you know no matter what there are there's such a wide swath of situations one could be in
0: it's true it's true
1: there it's not like we're all experiencing all of them but i do think they all are hard and um it's just i don't know i don't even know where to begin well i'll tell you where to begin where i'm beginning i'm just rubbing shit all over my face
0: go on
1: I mean, I did want to share some happy news. I mean, I guess selfishly, it's happy for me. But you may recall on this show, I was talking about how I wanted to basically like slather my face in an occlusive ointment and lock in all the moisture and like put a shield on my skin.
0: Kate, I do remember this.
1: And I received so many great suggestions and I tried a bunch of them. You know, Waleda Skin Food was a very popular one. Vanna Cream was a very popular one. Obviously, a variety of Sarah V products, of course. But I'll tell you, I've landed on something. And I'm listening. And I'm really into it. I'm really into it. And that is a little product probably no one's ever heard of called Aquaphor.
0: Tell me about this obscure product (laughs) that you, Kate Spencer, have discovered.
1: I am the first to discover aquaphor. Look, Dory, it has petroleum in it. So it's similar to my other beloved product of Vaseline, but Vaseline is just a hundred percent petroleum, which makes it a hundred percent occlusive. Mm-hmm. I did a little Googling. Aquaphor is 41% occlusive and it has humectants in it. So it also, while it locks in, it also has a little bit of moisturizing elements. It has glycerin in it. It also has lanolin, which comes from sheared sheep. So I, you know, I want to just flag that for anyone who doesn't want to use um, wax from sheep shears. Mm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but I will say, I I I got this. I have kept it on my bedside table. And sometimes I put it on my little dry, like under eye cheek area where I get... Um, I can't remember if it's dry or dehydrated. I know those are two different things in the skin world.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: But other times, I put it on my entire freaking face.
0: Wow, look at
1: you. This is what's happening over here. Without my human contact, I'm just rubbing aqua <laughs> for. And I have a little tiny tube. It was, I think, about $5.99 that I got uh, via a Target order. I wow, was, like, okay. you know, ordering some bins. And then I was yeah, like, yep, what yep, am I, yep. why don't I throw in... I always do this. Do you do this where... It, You know, like you're ordering something practical, like you need toilet paper, you need a bin, you need soap. Then you're like, I'll go over to the skincare section and just give myself a little goodie.
0: Yes. Although I will say I spend less when I order online than when I do, like from a Target, than when I go into the store.
1: Oh, forget it. When you go into the store, I'm like, time to experiment with um, eyeliners.
0: It's like all bets are off. It is. It's
1: a free for all.
0: So I... I hear you that like it's it's so easy to just buy a frivolous item when you're shopping online, but but I I do think that ultimately it's better for me at Target specifically. Mm,
1: Target is a tantalizing <sighs> siren. It really
0: it really is. But I, I you know, I
1: tried I have Willata skin food, I have tried that as kind of a, a nighttime lotion. And I think I think what I was looking for is something with occlusive properties to really kind of yeah go over the skin to kind of lock everything in. And and Aquaphor, it also doesn't feel too heavy, too sticky. It actually feels really nice going Mm. on. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when
1: I wake up in the morning, you know, my skin feels nice. I don't have like a face print on the pillow of where the (laughs) Aquaphor was. So I want to give this product Uh... like... Two thumbs up. I am really, I am really enjoying my relationship with Aquaphor.
0: Well, I'm really happy for you guys. Sounds like you're just, your relationship's going really well.
1: It is. We're like, we've like moved in. We're one of those like really intense quarantine relationships where we moved in you're together. exclusive. Yeah. We are.
0: I mean, are. I'm just, I'm just really happy for you. You know, I was talking about occlusives last night because Henry has some redness around his mouth and his nanny had put some moisturizer on it and i was like oh you know we should try putting his he has this honest company balm Mm, i've tried that that is very occlusive and i was like we should put it we should put that on it because it's occlusive
1: (laughs) Uh, don't you love using that word
0: (laughs) yes and I actually think it really helped. When he woke up this morning, it was definitely uh, much less red. So,
1: occlusive might be like my favorite. Like, you know how there are words that you hate to use? Like mm, I really hate yes, I, do. I hate the word panties.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Moist Occlu- panties. Moist panties. Gross, but occlusive yeah. just mm.
0: It just rolls off the tongue. It
1: feels good on those teeth. Yeah. It does. (laughs) So in other exciting skincare news, you have a new product that you've tried.
0: I do. I do. And, you know, as we've discussed many times, I kind of, I find the products I like and I stick to them. I'm not like a, I'm not a big skincare experimenter, it turns out, which is perhaps a liability for someone with a podcast. (laughs) you discuss skincare. But anyway, I decided, you know what? I have heard so many people talk about this Shawnee Darden retinol reform that I just need to try it. And the, the, the recent Sephora sale made me take the plunge. So I did buy it. Shawnee Darden is like a celebrity facialist here in Los Angeles who has Did I just say Los Angeles (laughs) here in Los Angeles, who also has a skincare line that is, I would call it, it's expensive, not ridiculously expensive. It's not one of those like $400 creams types of celebrity facialist skincare lines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is, it is pricey. It is $88, which is a lot. Um, Anyway, so I bought it. And I use it for the first time last night. It is a retinol. And it also has, I believe it also has, oh, yes, it does have lactic acid. So it has 2.2% encapsulated retinol, which is like a solid amount of encapsulated retinol from what I understand. And then the lactic acid is also very exfoliating. So you're supposed to start with this one to two times a week. I, I did it for the first time last night. I will say I woke up this morning and my skin felt dry, like dry, Okay. but to be fair, it has been feeling dry lately anyway, so I don't know if I can like fully blame the retinol reform.
1: I mean, this is also, is this the first time you've used a retinol product?
0: Oh, no, no, no. I've been using the... um, I've been using Stratia Night Shift.
1: Oh, that's nice. That's a nice pretty product. much every
0: night. But it's that is a very gentle retinol. I believe that is only point fifteen percent retinol.
1: I feel like we we have a solution here, which is to put your retinol on and then your moisturizer. And then some aquaphor. <laughs> I,
0: I mean truly. Well, I was thinking that the next time I use it I will i have a, i have a bunch of oils facial oils lying around and I think maybe i'll I'll use one of those and kind of seal everything in
1: mm. I love the sealing up the face
0: yeah so it, i you know I think I'm gonna give it another few weeks I'm gonna use it one to two times per week and i'll just I'll just see how it goes and can I ask you, did you put
1: it everywhere or did you i mean like I, I save, like, I try not to do the more, like, sensitive, thin parts of my skin. I like, do under right your now? eyes? Under my eyes is, like, a big one for me. Um, but I do try to do, like, the, you know, like, the meatier parts, like, my forehead, my cheeks, really getting in there, the chin.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I would say I put it everywhere except under my eyes and, okay. like, my eyelids.
1: And are you dry everywhere is what I was curious about.
0: Um, Like, on my face?
1: yeah. Is it, Or are there certain spots where you're more dry? No, my dry? whole
0: face felt dry this morning. Okay. So what I did this morning, I usually use um, kind of a lighter moisturizer in the morning. But I put on, this morning I put on the Milk and Honey Intense Hydration Cream, mm. which I love and which I usually use at night. It is a, a thick cream. But I was like, my skin needs this. Drink it up, baby. <laughs> that's
1: I really my like, skin. I really like how you talk to your skin.
0: <laughs> well, that's my skin talking to me.
1: Oh, that's your skin talking. Okay, yeah. Got it. Yeah.
0: My, uh, the retinol
1: I use is the Skin SkinCeuticals Retinol Cream, but I'm only using the 0.3. So mine is much lower because that Shani Darden has 2.2. 2.2. 2. Yeah,
0: that is, a, that, is a, that is a lot of retinol right there.
1: Plus lactic acid.
0: Yes. Plus lactic acid.
1: So what I've been doing is I do a retinol. I do this retinol one night and then I do a glycolic acid serum the other night. I just go back and forth, back and forth.
0: Oh, okay. I see. That's where I'm at.
1: That's where I'm at right now in the serums.
0: All right. Well, you know, hey, if it works for you, I'm happy for you.
1: I don't even know if it does, but I just do it. (laughs) Just like, well, oh, God. something's got to give. Here we go.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, should we take a little break?
1: Yes, because we've got an interview for you when we come back.
0: We do. One for the books.
1: We interviewed Tunde Oyanin, Peloton instructor extraordinaire, Dory and I are both obsessed with. We are. She was just amazing to talk to. We were both kind of dorking out in a delightful way. So
0: she's extremely cool. Started her career as
1: a makeup artist. Yep. I mean, she's just done it all.
0: And now she's like a star Peloton instructor. She's really, she's really cool. So yeah, super even inspiring. if you are not a Peloton person, I think you'll enjoy this interview. Agreed. All right. So we'll be right back. Okay. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer.
1: dot com slash forever 35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince dot
0: com slash forever 35 our guest today is tunde oyunane tunde welcome to forever 35 we are so so thrilled to have you here thank you so much it's such an honor to be here um, i'm just gonna read your bio and then We're going to get into it because we have a lot to talk about. A Texas native of Nigerian descent, Tunde is an elite Peloton instructor whose mission on and off the bike is to create great change and inspire, lift up, connect, motivate and stand for good. Tunde began her career as a professional makeup artist and brand educator for some of the top cosmetic brands in the industry. And after taking her first cycling class, she discovered a passion for fitness and a desire to bring her knack for coaching others to the bike. She recently launched Speak, an Instagram live series, which highlights the experiences and voices of those dealing with adversity and provides tools and guidance to living a life of acceptance, love and equality. And we are just so, so thrilled to have you on the show. So thank you again for
2: being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to have this conversation.
0: Yeah. yeah, we are two
1: Peloton, I don't want to say junkies, dork
2: story. <laughs> well, babe, I am sorry for everything that I do to you on the bike. I I'm mean. so much nicer in real life. I'm I'm a sweetheart. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> you bust you bust our asses on this bike we should if you've never uh taken a peloton class with Day. we should just say you motivate you inspire but also you force a lot of work
0: yes
2: i, think I love kicking asses it's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do so thank you for that i appreciate the compliment
0: you really do i mean i know if i'm taking one of your classes i'm like okay i'm gonna work hard today so thank you thank you all right but here is an important question your hair and makeup when you're working out is completely <laughs> flawless. So, we need to know everything about it. What is the secret to getting your red lipstick to stay on and to stay so shiny during a ride? What are your lipstick colors? Just it, tell us your secrets, Tunde. Can I also ask, like, how, what is the
1: makeup situation like? knowing you're going into such an intense physical activity, but also on camera, is it different than just everyday makeup?
2: Well, you know, well, first of all, thank you so much for the compliment, but I always say like, it's like also I'm on camera. And so sometimes like the melt, the eyeliner that is melting down my face, uh, doesn't quite read on camera. And then I go into the dressing room after class and I realize just how crazy I look, but, Um, For the most part, it's just you know I I was a makeup artist. Keep saying was, but I guess I still am. Like the the skill doesn't go away, but I've been a makeup artist for sixteen years, and I have just been privy to some of the best kept backstage secrets, if you will. So like a lot of the products that I use, um, I work with products that are high quality or waterproof, um, that are sure to stay in place, and. Um, You know, just like knowing things, uh, just trial and error of knowing what will read well on camera. Um, versus what won't. It's so funny because sometimes I'll, I'll like if I'm, I'm going to work, the doorman in my building will look at me because they all know that I work for Peloton. And I look like I'm, it's like a Saturday night and I'm going to the club because like face is beat, ready <laughs> and on. And then you look and you see me on camera and it's like, yeah, maybe she's got lipstick on, maybe she did her bra- her brows. Um, so just like knowing to kind of beef things up because uh, the camera and the lights uh, mm. will, will eat up so much. So I tend to go, a, you know, a little bit more colorful with the blush, a little bit more colorful with the lipstick, uh, just so that it'll pick up and read. Same thing goes with my outfits. I I'm known for wearing like brighter shoes or even even um, brighter colors on the bike as well as off the bike. But that's just knowing, um, you know, what will will play well to the camera. And then the fact that I have my hair in braids, I feel like that's kind of cheating because it makes life a lot easier um but you know if you've taken a tabata ride or a hit ride with me um like if my bun makes it halfway through the class without falling out then then, then the <laughs> class wasn't hard enough so you can usually judge if you fast forward to the end of the class you can judge how hard the class was based on if my bun is still in place or not
0: ooh i love that <laughs> um what is your actual lipstick though the bright red that you wear
2: you know what i change it up a lot and i get that question so much but I am such a mixologist when it comes to lipsticks. I swear one day I'll create my own, but it's just like, I am such a mixologist of mixing like Cody Rigsby once he was, <laughs> Cody Rigsby was what he was outside of the dressing room once watching me get ready. And I didn't realize that he was like watching me. I thought we were having a conversation, but then I find out <laughs> that he was watching me and he was like, June I've been sitting here wondering when this madness was going to end. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, how many things are you going to put on one lip? And I told him, I was like, I am just creating the perfect color and one day I will come out with a perfect color. So that's really, really it. So when I have the appropriate answer for that question, I promise <laughs> you guys will be the first to hear it.
1: What, what is then your skincare practice for not just removing makeup, but like sweat? I mean, you, you are a fitness instructor. So you're always on the go. You're all you're like, you're right. all, I'm assuming you're always sweating when you are working. Do you have, um, a favorite cleanser that you like to use, or any like ride or die skincare faves that you love?
2: Yeah, and you know it's so funny because people people always ask me like, what makeup do they recommend for the bike? And the truth, I, I don't recommend it. I mean, I wear makeup. I always say I wear makeup because I'm on TV. Uh, but uh, if I if I'm at home just working on it on my own, I uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. But if you you know feel compelled, do you? Uh, but I will say that I'm a big proponent of like the second that I get off the bike, I am, you know, looking for the, the fastest way to remove the buildup and the dirt from my skin. So to your point, um, I usually do like a double cleanse. So I'll, I'll use face wipes. Uh, I go back and forth with my face wipes. Currently I'm on the oil of Olay face wipe, oil of Olay regenerous face wipes. Um, and then in terms of cleansers, I kind of vary it up. I mix up and I use a couple of different products uh depending on what the weather's like because the weather mm. as we know can affect our skin so if I'm drier versus oilier like I'm I'm by virtue I have very oily skin but I do tend to get a bit dehydrated either A when I'm not drinking enough water or B when I'm sweating and again like not putting enough water back in my skin so my skin gets a little flakier but on a day to day I'm a big fan of the Cotterly uh, Purifying Cleanser um, uh, I also use Dr. Strum as a product that I just got on recently. Um, there's a vitamin C wash that I love. Um, I l- use a lot of products from Malin Gets. They've got a uh, skincare, hair haircare, body care line. Um, and then, uh, there's a product from Skin SkinCeuticals. It's called the, um, CE Ferrolic and that's like a nighttime product. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily cleansing. I don't know if you've used it or sorry. Not ce throughlic, the resveratrol B-E. I use C throughlic, but that's like for, it's a vitamin C. But the resveratrol B-E, I swear by that product. Um, it's an anti-aging cream. And I'm kind of like leaning to this place right now where I'm like, don't love that word anymore, anti-aging. Because it's like, why not age though, really? Yeah. But rather than saying anti-aging, I think I'm just going to say like age gracefully cream. My age gracefully cream <laughs> is, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm 30, I'll be 35 now in a month and a half. And I'm just like, you know, it is what it is. But I I just I'm so I, I love it saying my age, I'm, I'm happy about it. Like, I'm just gonna age gracefully. So my age gracefully cream is the Resveratrol BE from Skin SkinCerticals. It's awesome. I swear by it.
1: I appreciate you saying that about aging. That's a topic that we get into a lot on the podcast as women in our early 40s you know it's it's like it's such it's so great to get to age but also like there is a lot of messaging that comes along with it that can be very challenging to digest sometimes
2: right yeah i think as women like we're taught like from a very young age that um how do I say this? Like almost we're supposed to maintain ourselves in a certain way. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, uh, God, I can't, I think Meryl Streep, uh, I think maybe like 10 or 15 years ago, I watched something where she talked about her age and she spoke to like the beauty in getting older, like the beauty in like, you know, not just getting older, but like showing it and wearing it well, um, and not being afraid of it. And so, yeah, I just kind of, lived by that. And again, I I, I'm 35. I'm talking like I'm 95, but, (laughs) you know, I think this is like the age where Uh I see so many people, um, you know, around me, I think this is the age where you, your, your body starts to change. Like the way that I eat versus the way that I ate five years ago, like Like just different things are changing. My body is changing as I age. My skin is changing. My face, I swear my face shape changes every day. And so I'm just kind of coming to this place that I like, rather than fighting it, I'm just like accepting all, I'll say like all the beautiful phases of Tomb Day. I feel like I change and I continue Mm. to change. I'm just accepting all the many phases that I am.
0: That's really beautiful. (laughs) I wish I wish. I mean, I think that's that's meaningful for a lot of people. And how how did
1: fitness go from this thing you were pursuing for for pleasure and joy and your physical and mental well-being to your career?
2: You know, I that's a tough one. Um, (laughs) I got to a place where, you know, working out was no longer a chore or a task. It became something that I wanted to do. And I always tell people when they're saying, you know, how do I start working out? How do I, you know, what should I do? Find a, a workout that you like to do, something that you want to show up for. And then it doesn't feel like something you have to do anymore. And it feels like something you want to show up for. And so for me, I, I like it got to a place where I like, I was at work and I was thinking about like, oh God, I can't wait to get home to work out. Or, you know, I was at work and I'm texting my girlfriends like, Hey, can you make it to such and such class tonight? Like just like so eager and so excited to get there to that great feeling. And I, like I said, I was a makeup artist for, for 15, 16 years before I came to Peloton and I became a makeup artist because I enjoy making people feel good. I enjoy gifting people with confidence. I think because I went, so much of my life without having a uh, high confidence. And so now that I've found it and continue to work at building it, it's something that I love to be able to give people that gift of confidence. And, you know, I fell in love with working on, I realized it was something I, I wanted to do. And, you know, there came a point where I wanted to be able to give people the same joy that I received from working out that I wanted to, to give them.
0: Can you talk about the actual process of becoming a Peloton instructor? Like, I assume you had to audition.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, my process was really crazy. Again, I can write a novel on that. Uh, all in all, it was about a year from my very first audition slash interview to you know hearing that I got the job. Um, but uh, you know, there it's it's uh, our our president William Lynch told me, and this is like the final stages. Of my interview, but he said that my position the my position they'd been looking to fill for two and a half years and you know literally auditioning interviewing daily and he said that finding a peloton instructor he likened it to what he imagined it would be to find someone that would to be a backup dancer for michael Jackson um you know, there's just so much that goes into it. There's 34 instructors. And I think that we, number one, I would say that we're all like, I think actually it was Sam Yo, one of our cycling instructors in the UK. He said the Peloton instructors all, are all like Avengers. Like everybody's got <laughs> their super, you know, gift, their super talent. We are all uniquely different. And Peloton celebrates that, that we are also uniquely different. But we are so all the same in just like, you know, in our being like i think that you when you take a class you see one person leading the class what people don't realize and people being members of people on the other side of the camera don't realize is that there are so many people that go into crafting just that one 5 10 15 20 45 60 minute class that you see for you and so it takes someone who's able to then check their ego you know like you it's not just you that brings something to the table. So you've got to, you know, find people that are able to be in the spotlight, but then yet sit at a round table. And I say round because everybody's equal in making decisions. Um, you, you know, I think there's just so many things that play into it. Like there might be somebody who's physically, um, adapt, but then. Uh, somebody who might freeze on camera. So you've got to find somebody who's got really a balance of of both traits. And so I like, you know, it's just, I'm so honored. I'm so lucky to be on this elite team. I've got, I work alongside people that are the best, like the industry's best at what they do. And so, you know, I just, I learn, I learn from my teammates each and every single day. It's really an honor and I, I say that I'm a peloton instructor. It's got badge that I wear with such great with such great honor
0: when you said that he was trying to fill your position for two and a half years, what was the position he was trying to fill
2: two day o nine cycling instructor he was looking for me <laughs> uh, He was looking for uh, me honey how can we have a lot of uh peloton
1: I would say writers, but also people who use the app, people, people who are just learning about it, uh, listening to the show, including, you know, both Dory and I are, are awesome. Right now, my husband is in the other room doing a Peloton workout. So oh, that's how
2: my gosh, that
1: is so I, funny. He like stuck, st- came into the my garage where I am. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm going to work out. And I was like, I am literally talking to Tunde right now. So leave that me alone, is- but.
2: So fine. Okay, so now we gotta he's gotta come in by the end of this and like let us know what class he just took. I
1: have don't to know. know what he's he might have been doing a boot camp, but I think one thing that we are all kind of curious about if we are if you are a Peloton fan or user is how does it all come together? Like how do you plan a class? Who is involved? How do you decide on the music? Do you practice beforehand? Do you pick the theme? Do you have people helping you? What what is going on behind the scenes that your fans would not know just from watching your class?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we've got uh, um, a whole team of content techs, producers, um, cameramen slash women uh, that are really behind the scenes like bringing the, the, the full show to production. I mean, when you think of a Play or a musical, you see the ballerina, or you see the dancer, um, but behind the dancer, the, you've got somebody who's managing the lights, somebody who's managing the stage, the sound, and so you know. Just to give you a little bit of context, when I say that there's so many people that work tirelessly um, behind the scenes to every to really bring everything full circle. Everybody's got um, a position that they play, and it's like I happen to play the person that's the motivator and the coach and the person that the one that's kicking your ass on camera. Um, uh, but off camera, there's just again, there's a team of people that do a whole bunch of stuff that I don't know how to do. And so we truly are all equals when it comes to to creating the the show that is.
0: Do you write yourself a script before rides? Like how do you kind of plan do you plan out what you're gonna say on each ride?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you've got, I've got, so I've got the music planned ahead of time. I've got the programming in terms of how, how hard, how, how, how hard, how, how hard uh, mm-hmm. we want to go. I was going to say how hard or not, but it's, you know, let's be honest. It's always hard. So, <laughs> uh, planning how hard I want to go. And then, yeah, I might have bullet points in terms of, um, um, know, I, I, that's, I won't even say necessarily that's true. I think that there's, there's a certain amount of planning and then there's a certain amount of like just trust. Like you're just in the moment and you may have intended to to make one moment a moment, but another moment ends up hap- actually happening to be the moment. I think everybody's structure is different in terms of how planned or not planned you are. Um, everything's planned in terms of you wanna be prepared. Um, but I think, you know, I, I'm one that just tends to, try to to trust my own gut and my own int- intuition and i think that's something that's definitely flourished and grown over the, the last year and a half i mean i look back at like my first month two month three four months of cl- of classes and being that it is live being that you are on camera you want to make sure that you're saying the right thing and um you know not saying the wrong thing and then uh at some point being on what i always like to call live tv uh, for 365 Mm -hmm. days all the time, sometimes multiple times a day, you start to just learn to turn, learn to, to trust your gut. And I trust that whatever I say is the right thing to say, or, you know, I just trust, I trust myself, um, enough to trust myself.
1: Mm. Your, the speak up ride that you did in June is so powerful and uh, for people who have not taken this ride or, or don't know what it is, you you interviewed other black employees at Peloton and cut together their quotes with your own truth um, and an amazing playlist. And this was in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the movement, the social unrest and movement that, that came forth from that. And I would love to know how that ride came together. And what it meant for you to be able to bring your voice to this movement and, and also do it to an audience of people who were riding along with you and, and moving along with your words. I mean, it was, it was really poignant. I've never done anything like that when it comes to physical fitness and, you know, it was written up in the New York times. I mean, it really made a massive impression.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. As you said, the Speak Up ride was just after the murder of George Floyd. And uh, I think not only as a Peloton community or a nation, but as the the world, um, uh, I think we all felt lost, I guess, just lost, just lost in in emotions, lost in unrest, lost in um, not knowing, not understanding. And, um, I, I wanted to do something. I didn't know what that something was. My chief content officer, Jen Cotter, called me one morning around like six or seven o'clock in the morning. And she said, do you want to do a ride? And without asking any questions and not even without even understanding what that was, I said, yes. And I think we both intended for it to be just like something I taught that night. Um, and then, you know, the thought came, why don't we hold off and, and do this in two days? And for two or three days. So for 48 to 72 hours. You know, I I didn't I it's I it's, I didn't sleep and it's crazy cuz I I didn't sleep and it wasn't like I was fatigued and tired. I didn't sleep and I was just on momentum and uh, I was just on I keep using the word purpose, but I think it was that that ride was so within purpose that thoughts were coming to me and I I you know I was actually talking to Alex Susan about this, but uh Typically, I will have thoughts, I think any of us, like you're laying in bed and you'll have a thought and you tell yourself, oh, shut up, thought, like go back to sleep. And I remember during that 72 hours, I would I'd be laying in bed and, you know, around three or four o'clock in the morning, a thought would come to me and rather than trying to quiet or silence the noise and silence the thoughts in my head, I'd get up and I'd just start writing for hours. Mm. Into the morning, just writing everything down, and the thought came to me to interview my black colleagues, specifically those that were behind the scenes. And I say that because Peloton is this vessel; it's this thing that so many people love so much. It's a, it's a, the thing that gets so many people through their days and, you know, going back to talking about the people that work behind the scenes, we have so many black employees at Peloton. And so I thought that there was something powerful in sharing this, the stories of those black employees that bring the gift of Peloton to so many every day. And, um, so I, interviewed. Um, I asked questions. I researched. I looked up quotes. And then I started to to map out moments that I wanted to create within the ride. And then I married those moments to the perfect song to tell the perfect story. Um, so it was almost like preparation coupled with trust. So I went into it incredibly prepared. And then just before I hit the podium that day, I told myself that I trusted myself. I told myself that whatever you say will be the right thing to say. So I prepared and I prepared and I prepared. And then I allowed myself to unlearn or to forget everything and just trust that the right words would come out. And, you know, earlier I referenced that like flash of blue light that had come over me four years earlier when I had that vision that I wanted to be, or that I would be rather would be a cycling instructor. And it's wild. Uh, After I taught that ride that day, I said to myself, I didn't know how people were going to react. I didn't know how people react. I said, people are either going to accept that and hear what I said and understand that my words came with love. Um, my words came came out of me with a hope for change um, and not to attack, but to allow people to understand and hear stories through those black voices. And I knew that people would either understand that or it would be the complete opposite. And, and people would take my words, somehow take my words and somehow misconstrue them as, as hate, Mm -hmm. uh, which is obviously what I didn't want, but I accepted that that was a possibility. I knew that going into the ride. And so, uh, if you remember after the speak up ride, Chelsea Jackson Roberts followed with a breathe in, speak up meditation, which Mm -hmm. the meditation picked up with where I'd left off the ride. And so I laid I never lay down on the podium There's sweat on the podium. But that day, <laughs> that day I had my phone. Chelsea was in the studio next door to me teaching her meditation. So I was watching her live on my phone, laying down on the podium. And wow. mind you, there's lights. I'm, the podium is elevated, so I'm on a stage. There's lights because there's cameras all around in the studio. I'm listening to her meditation for five minutes. My eyes are closed. When the meditation is over, I open my eyes. When I open my eyes, I see that blue light that I'd saw four years before in the vision. I saw the lights. I felt elevated on the podium. For me in that moment, it was almost like that vision that I'd had four years ago and where I was in that present moment. It was almost like everything synced up. It was almost like that premonition that I had. I was there, I just taught a ride over 22,000 people took that ride live. To give you context, MGM holds 20,000 people. 22,000 people at that one moment in time had taken that ride live. And so it was like, I, in that moment, I saw that where I was four years ago, four years earlier, I had predicted that moment. I saw that moment. And so I said to myself, before I walked out of that studio that day, I said, "Today, people will either love that or people will hate that and they will hate you for it. Whatever comes when you walk through this, these doors, except that it was supposed to be the, that moment lining up to me, allowed me to know that the universe had me like whatever was to come Once I walked through those doors, I knew that it was supposed to come. I trusted it, whether it was love, whether it was understanding or hate. I knew that whatever was coming, whatever was waiting for me was divinely and accurately supposed to come. So I just trusted. Now, you know, fast forward. We're in. Whatever month we're in, 2020, I can't keep up with the date anymore. I think it's October. Uh, I think that ride happened July 3rd. I think uh, some 200,000 people have now taken that ride. I've received countless messages, emails, texts, DMs um, from people who said things like "Today, I found the term Black Lives Matter. I found that term incredibly offensive. I didn't understand it. After taking your ride, I understand it and I'm with you. I had people that took my ride that said, you know, took the second speak up ride, specifically in the second speak up ride. I didn't share voices of my colleagues, but rather I shared my own experience in the second ride. I had people in the second ride who'd said, Tunde, you know, you've been at Peloton for over a year, and I'm embarrassed to say that this is my first time riding with you, or rather I didn't ride with you until, you know, you did the, the speak up ride. And I didn't ride with you because of the way that you look. And I looked at you and I judged you by a picture. And I assumed that because we look different, we wouldn't have anything in common. And, you know, people not only DM to me comments like that, but people posted it on their page. And at first reaction, my first, at first thought, it's, it's hurtful. It's hurtful because you think, wow, people didn't ride with me just because we look different. But uh, uh, after that initial reaction, I step back and I'm so I'm so proud. I'm so proud that that ride led them to that awareness because the question that I then asked in the second ride is for the people who so vulnerably said that, the people who vulner- so vulnerably damned me or the people that even went step a step further and posted those comments on their own page. There's so much beauty in that because I think that those moments of vulnerability are, are what will 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 Catapult us to the change that this world, this country needs. But the question that I asked to those people, the ones that said that they didn't take my class because of the way that I looked and because we looked so different, they didn't think that we would have anything in common. My class is a 20 minute commitment, 30 minute, maybe a 45 minute commitment. If you're unwilling to take my class or to commit 20 minutes to me based on the way that I look and our differences, where else in life? Are you unwilling to invest in someone that doesn't look like you? And this goes for people that are white, people that are black, people that are anything in between. Where else in your life are you unwilling to invest? Perhaps it's in hiring um, for a business corporation or your job. So I, again, I say that not to shame any of, of the voices or the people that said that, but rather to applaud them for the that realization and again that vulnerability and speaking the truth. And I think the more of us that can uh, have the audacity to dare to be that vulnerable, the more of us that step up to speak up and to do that to, to do that, um, I think again, I think the the more apt will be to create the, the type of change that that we need to.
0: Mm. So I have to ask, does it does it feel heavy to kind of have to be that person for so many people? How how do you how do you take care of yourself when you're giving so much of yourself to others?
2: Hmm, that's a really great question. I could answer it either way. Is it feel heavy? Yes but does it feel heavy? No. Does it feel <laughs> heavy? Yes. It feels heavy. Yeah. Cause I'm a human and I feel it. And people say really, really ugly, 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 hateful, hateful, hurtful, mm. hurtful things. They do. People do. And it's funny because before this, I would say people DM would me really ugly things. Mm. And now people leave it on in my comments and I don't delete things. I leave it because I want people to see, I want people to see what human beings are capable of saying to other human beings. I want people to see what human beings are capable of saying to other human beings. Um, and you know, I, I try not to respond to the hate and I, I do that intentionally. Sometimes I do. Most of the time I don't. I don't because people say really wonderful things to me. Every day, like I said to my best friend a couple months ago, I said, God, like I, this life that I live is just so incredible. The, the things in the, the amount of, mm, the amount of love that people, this community, the amount of love that this community gives me in one month. I don't know that most people receive that type of love from strangers in their lifetime. The amount of love that I get in one month from absolute strangers, I don't know that most people receive that in a lifetime. I'm abundantly blessed, abundantly. I am not able to thank all of those people because I I, I would literally sit at like my computer on my phone all day saying thank you to people, right? And so I'm out living life. I can't sit in front of the phone or, or the computer and thank every single person that tells me thank you, although I see it and I feel the love. There's just not the bandwidth or the manpower, right? And so if I can't give the time to say thank you to all of the beautiful people that give me love, then why take a second away from that to invest in someone that is hating on me? So the heaviness is there because I see it and I see the horrible, hateful things, but like, there's also so much love that pours in. And so I feel like what I'm doing right now is ultimately it's my purpose. And I think that when you are living in purpose, not on purpose, but when you are living within your life's purpose, when you are in your journey, on your journey, when you are on track, things don't feel as heavy because it's what you're supposed to be doing. Like, yeah, I feel it, but no, I don't. But yeah, I do. But no, I don't. It's, it's Mm. tough. Like I feel the heaviness, but I keep moving and I'm so okay with it because it also just feels right. It just feels necessary. It just feels in purpose.
0: And what are some of your self-care practices?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, you know, so many things. Like I am so okay with doing nothing like there yes. are days there are days where I'm like off and it's so funny because I'm like so bad at like planning and saying tune that you're gonna go away for a weekend and do that and also let's rewind and also say like I moved to New York and then six months later seven months later the pandemic happened and so I was like I hit the ground running like trying to like learn all things Peloton that I was just like working 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 and then finally when I started to catch my mojo the city, you know, pretty much the world really, you know, come to like this halt. And so I say all that to say, like, I, like, I'm still trying to just like learn New York and learn the city. And so it's hard to like plan to do something when you're not able to do something. But I say all that to say, like, I will have the day off and a girlfriend will text me at the end of the night I'm like oh my god what did you do with your day off and i have to sit there and think i'm like i don't know what i did today i don't think i did anything but i am so okay with doing that like i don't even watch tv i just sit here with my candle and my music and i just lay around and then i'll like pick up a book then i'll like listen to a podcast then i like make out with my dog like <laughs> i <laughs> You know, and then I'll like put a face mask on and I will, I'm not kidding. I'll lay in the bathtub for an hour and get all prune like, and again, my candle is going this whole time. Music's going, my self-care is, this is a better answer. You can like cut all the other stuff out if you want to and just play this, but my self care is not rushing myself. So I just leisurely walk my dog. I don't have a plan for when I'm coming back. I will get in the tub. I don't have a plan for when I'm getting out. I will lay. And I like, I just, I like to not be rushed. People always ask what my pet peeve is. Aside from smacking, I hate loud chewing. (laughs) I hate loud chewing. There's like, there's a disorder. I can't remember the name of it, but I have that. I think I have that disorder. I've self-diagnosed myself and said that I have that disorder. Look it up. It's a real thing when people chew loud. And you can't stand it. But uh, so loud chewing is a pet peeve. And I hate when people waste my time. And I think that's why I'm like so intense in my classes because I respect that people chose me for their 30 minutes that they had to themselves. And so I'm like, let's go. Um, mm. So I think because I'm such a let's go, let's go, I'm, I move fast. If you notice, I talk fast. I move fast. I talk fast. I walk fast. Everything I do is fast. And so my self care is probably, I'd say, I slow down. I slow down and I'm finally not on the clock.
0: I love that so much. Uh. That's like <laughs> that's perfect. And I think that's the perfect note to end on. Although I feel like we could talk to you for hours, although I don't want to waste your time. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're going very good point, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to wrap things up. Um Tunde, if people are interested in following you, learning more about you, where can they find you?
2: I am on Instagram at tune to tune day. That's like music tune number two and then tune day. I am the worst. Like I have a Facebook. It's a Peloton to oh, name Peloton Facebook. I'm horrible. I need to like be on Facebook more. And then I promised myself that I'm going to start Twitter this week. So it'll probably be tune day, oh, you name. I'm the worst guys with social media, but <laughs> Instagram is the best way to find me. I've also got my Instagram, speak series, um, uh, speak IG series on Instagram as well. I've been really fortunate to have some really incredible guests on there like Common, Venus Williams, Amory, Allison Felix, just to name a few. But um, Instagram is, is the best way to find me.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on Forever 35. We really, really, really enjoyed talking to you. A dream come true. Truly.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate you ladies. And again, I'm so sorry for all the things that happened in class. I'm nicer in real life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If anything, I like can't wait to take your class tomorrow. This got me like extra energized for it. So I'm
2: ready. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older. <laughs> do you now feel like if you do take a, a class on Peloton with Tunde that you're like, mm-hmm. I know you?
0: Yeah. I mean, since we did the interview, I've taken a few classes with her and I've been like. <laughs> hey, it's my best friend. <laughs> it's my gal.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I really loved getting getting to speak with her. I just find her so inspirational and cool.
0: She's so inspirational and cool. <laughs> like. Legit cool.
1: Legit cool. Well. Wow. That brings us to the intention area of this podcast.
0: It does. How are your holiday decorations going?
1: Oh shit's getting real over here, Dory. It
0: is. Oh my gosh. It
1: is November.
0: But it I is. said I said to my husband,
1: I was like, please, like, I need this. I need to look like I I just I love twinkle lights. I love coziness. I love candles. I love holiday music. I love the movies. I'm just... I'm kind of into it. So we're going to... I'm going to set up my Christmas tree up tomorrow. I'm putting up lights today. I've ordered some decorations Ooh. and I'm going to head up to our tiny little crawlspace attic. Ooh, And... Get out more decorations.
0: I don't know. I mean, why not? You know, why not? Hey, I know. My husband also was like, we need to start Christmas early. And I was like, I'm on board.
1: I'm on board. Now, Dory, do you follow Turtle Creek Lane on Instagram? Oh, I sure do. (laughs) Anyone doesn't, if anyone's not following Turtle Creek Lane, get into
0: it. It's wild. It is truly wild next level. I don't want to even say too much about it because I feel like people should be (laughs) delightfully surprised. Yes.
1: Yes. But if, if you want like, uh, to really see someone heightening things, go check out Turtle Creek Lane on Instagram.
0: Yeah. I, you know, and I will also say not, not that the two are equivalent, but Hanukkah does start quote unquote early this year. Well, but Dory,
1: you posted a meme on your Instagram that was like, don't ask your Jewish friends when Hanukkah starts because we don't know either.
0: I did. But as soon as I posted that, I was like, I need to find out when Hanukkah starts. So now I know. What is the first day of Hanukkah? So the first day of Hanukkah is uh, December 11th.
1: Oh, that is early. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Are you going to also kind of get your menorah out? Oh, hell yeah. you right. Do you do Hanukkah decorations? Like any sort of...
0: No, not really. I have a, I have a happy Hanukkah banner. That counts. I mean, Hanukkah is not really like a decorative holiday. I think it's just like people in America, like do some decorations because Chris, it's like the holiday season. quote yeah, unquote. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Hanukkah, a festive, a festive time. Festival of lights. Indeed. Indeed. Indeed it is. Um, What is your intention this week?
1: Okay. My intention this week. Ugh, it's a very COVID-19 specific intention. And to think a year ago when we were making this podcast, this intention would have never even existed in my brain. But here it is. I'm organizing and cleaning masks.
0: Great. Well, it's... Just- it, it- it might have existed last year, but you would have been organizing your skincare masks. <laughs> That's right. And now in fact, I'm that probably was an intention. <laughs> it I, was I did have a lot of sheet masks. Yeah, I think it was.
1: <laughs> well, we just have like in our little entryway area, there's a bench and it's just like where everyone there's like rejected masks that nobody likes. There's like Everyone has a hook, but like my kids never use the hook. So they're just masks on the floor. The masks definitely need to be washed. I haven't to go through the washing. Like I've bought new masks at Costco and like I just, it's just this endless supply of masks. So I need to, I need to kind of like just determine which are the rejected masks. So we don't just have this like weird pile. Of masks that nobody liked. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I need to figure out what's the next step for these, the life of these masks. Mm-hmm. Can I wash mm-hmm. them and give them to somebody else? Would that even mm. be? Country? Like, I don't know. So I got to, I got to do some work on the masks.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: How about you, my friend?
0: Well, so my intention this week was to get a head start on holiday shopping. I have not purchased anything, but I did. Get an idea for something that I might want to get Matt. Oh, that's great. I'm still I'm still kind of, uh, I'm still debating because it's it's a little bit expensive, so I, I want to be sure that I really like that I feel pretty confident about it. But I but I'm leaning towards. It. I'm not going to say what it is, but I did find I did find something and the yacht. I, is it a yacht? Yeah, you're getting him a yacht. Is that what you just asked. Yeah, a yacht. Uh, well, I don't want to reveal what it is you know that's a a yes i mean i can neither confirm nor deny it's a yacht but you'll be invited thank you that's all that's all i'll say (laughs) me and (laughs) Um, and kendall
1: jenner will be on that yacht with you
0: oh yes you will so this week my intention is like pretty basic i just want to figure out what we're doing for thanksgiving like meal wise? Like I think I might want to bake a pie. Mmm, yum 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 yum. What kind? Well, pumpkin. I love apple pie. Matt loves pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe I'll make one of each. That sounds I don't so know. Good. What else am I doing? And it's just the three of you for Thanksgiving. It's just the three of us, and one of us is a toddler. <laughs> Who's going to love pie? <laughs> Who will love pie, but has the attention span to sit at the table for probably about seven minutes. Maybe I, Anthony
1: and I have been discussing our Thanksgiving menu. Let's let's maybe share some um, recipes. Okay. I have a really great green bean casserole recipe that I will, uh, I will share with you and with the listeners. Ooh, which is not something I grew up eating on Thanksgiving. Like I never had a green bean casserole, but I found when when we first started hosting, I found this amazing green bean casserole recipe. It's but it's a William Sonoma recipe, and it's so good.
0: Ooh, I like the sound of that.
1: So I'll give that a share. Please do. Hmm. Well, Dory, tis always a treat.
0: Tis always a treat.
1: Until next time.
0: Indeed, uh, we should also tell people that Forever Thirty Five is hosted and produced by me, Dorisha Freer, and you, Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. And Sam Reed is our project manager. And our network partner is Acast. And we will talk to you all in a couple days. Bye. Bye.